0: Welcome. This is Pastor Danny with Word of Faith Family Church in beautiful Lander, Wyoming. Thank you for taking the time to join us today. I pray you will be energized and strengthened as you listen to God's Word. Let's pray and we'll get started in the Word. Father, we just thank you for today. Father, we just thank you that your presence is here in this place. We open our hearts to receive from you. We thank you for what you've started in our lives. But, Lord, we know that you're not even even uh, close to where you want to take us. And so we just say, Lord, we pull out all the stops and we want to be where you've called us to be. We want to do what you've called us to do. We want to achieve what you've called us to achieve. And so, Father, we thank you that this day today plays a big role in that. As we set under your word, and Holy Spirit, you're so welcome in this place to teach us, to bring understanding. I'll simply share what you put on my heart, but Holy Spirit, we know that you're the most awesome teacher, and we open our hearts to receive from you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, I did want to say, I thought Pastors Michael and Kendra did an awesome job at the Love Like Crazy. I'm so proud of them, praise God. And uh, make sure you thank them for... For what they did and, and uh, what they've maybe imparted into your lives the last couple of days. And uh, do a great job. And worship team, you guys did good too today. Praise the Lord. Yes. And uh, we, we could go yeah. home today and say, well, man, we've, been, we've had church today. Praise the Lord. <laughs> but uh, I've got a couple of things I want to put on my heart. And, and uh, also uh, next week at this time I'll be on my way to, to Israel. Praise God. And uh, again, for the third time, and uh, so really excited about this. This is a little different uh, uh, trip this year. I'll kind of give you, so some of you wonder, okay, what's going to happen this time around on the trip? And uh, so I will just share real quickly a couple of things, what I'll be doing. Uh, It says... uh, uh, It says, uh, let me see where I can jump in here. Um, It says, normally we would give out our itinerary uh, with incredible links of learning opportunities and connections to our Israel uh, messaging. However, as everything is subject to change, we're adjusting to the needs of the people of Israel and the connections that will be the most valuable uh, at this time. We have our itinerary set but are being flexible as the nation is in a unique time in their history. With that being said, it currently looks like we'll be spending the first couple of nights in the north, staying in Tiberias with our uh, first full day in Israel. We'll begin with a a ride on the boat out on the Sea of Galilee to get our minds and spirits set for the task at hand. And then we'll be getting briefings on the northern front at a location... Uh, at the of the Golan Heights, as well as the Alma Center, and this is up, this is up where looking over into where Hezbollah's up at, and the Alma Center is a really unique place. Uh, went there before, and it's a it's a high rise, and they, and, and windows all on one side that looks over into the, into the northern uh, uh, part of Israel, and um, they, and in this Alma Center. They have people that all they do, pretty much around the clock, is strategize. They gather information, whether it be from uh, intelligence, whether it be from social media. It's amazing. They said two of our biggest, uh, uh, best information and informative we get is from social media and from uh, even things posts like Facebook and, and uh, uh, some of the different platforms. And they take all those and they're constantly looking and, and, and seeing what the strategy is of their, uh, of their enemies. They have to, they've had to do this for years. And, uh, uh, and so we go into there and we was even privy to be a part of uh, strategizing with them at one point. Uh, and they said, now, We're going to show you the results of, and we had to break up into groups, and we got folders, and okay, this is going on here, and this is going on here. What would you do in this situation? And then they, because they analyze everything to the point of, if we make this move, if we do this, then what's what's going to come out of it? And sometimes they don't do certain things because they know, you, if you've been around Israel at all, they know that their heart is to protect their civilians and other civilians as much as possible. And, of course, right now we know that with everything that's going on, uh, there's such a lack of information in the world today that is posting uh, Israel as the aggressor. And buddy, I'm telling you, some of the stuff, the atrocities that has been carried out and still currently are being carried out in some areas is just uh, uh, just unimaginable. And, uh, and, and their, their ploy has been all along on this to wipe Israel off the map. They just want Israel gone. They want it gone. But we know, according to Scripture, that's never going to happen yeah. because God is the fighting force behind Israel. And uh, and so, as we see in the middle of this, and there's things, uprising, you even, we even have some in this county, uh, the pro-Palestinian movement, they have no idea what they're standing for, they have no idea of what uh, uh, is going on that they're lobbying for. Yeah. Folks, I'm telling you, uh, uh, be smart, don't be sucked into some of this uh, rhetoric and junk that's going on today, because I'm telling you, the, the word of God very plain says plainly tells us in Genesis that we are to bless Israel, and the ramifications for not is not good. He says, I'll bless those that bless Israel, and I'll curse those that curse Israel. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be on that side. And so uh, 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 it's just really neat to, just to kind of see what, Uh, the hand of God, and you look back through history and see God's hand, how he's worked and stuff in that is pretty amazing. So he says, we'll spend another couple of nights in Jerusalem as our itinerary includes visiting with survivors and displaced Israelis, um, taking time to volunteer in the south as well as other important agenda items. We'll be staying the remainder of the nights in Tel Aviv, which will give us the opportunity uh, with more visits with survivors and survivor families from 107, um, view some of the sites will allow us to become a living witness. Meet with members of the IDF—that's the Israeli Defense Forces—and learn more about how we are needed to stand with Israel in all that we do. And remember, again, everything is subject to change. Um, so he didn't—he said I didn't list certain things on here. So anyway. Uh, this is, this is uh, an honor to go at this time, to be handpicked as one of the few uh, on this trip. It's not going to be the, the normal uh, touring and seeing the sights and things. But at the same time, there's one part of me that's not looking forward to it. But uh, we know that, uh, you know, the Bible talks about that they need to, they need they, the, these, are Christia- these are those that the Bible talks about, they're known by their love. And, and on our uh, our goal is just to show the love of, of Jesus to them. So praise God. Amen. Amen. So you know a little bit how to pray now. And and uh, we'll be over there for about 10 days. Uh, well, will be gone for about 10 days. And so uh, God's faithful. Amen. Amen. And you guys uh, carry on here. I know the church is in good hands. Praise God. It always is. And as a matter of fact, usually does better when I'm gone. So that's a good thing. So. <laughs> I told her to staff, I just, I just I just go more off. No, 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 Pastor, don't do this. So anyway. All right. Turn in your Bibles, if you would, to uh, Hebrews, uh, chapter eleven. And we're going to look at some things here today. You know, we've been ministering on this series, A Vision for More. Uh Vision for More in 2024, praise God. And uh, we talked last week about the importance of um, uh, of spending the time before the Lord and getting his vision for you and I uh, of what we need to be doing, what we need to be involved in, and where we need to, uh, uh, where we, we need to be putting our focus in, in life. So many times that we just get caught up in the busies of life, of this, we've got this going on and that going on. And the whole time the, the clock of time is ticking down. You notice that? and as you begin the older that you get the more that you do really see that life is but a vapor and that it is a uh, uh, very quickly eluding us of time here on this earth time is not something that god's moved by we talked about that but it is something that god uses whereby to work with mankind you and i and he, and, and in that in time frames we understand that we we have a calendar we have a clock We keep track of time because if we don't, we lose focus on the things that's ahead of us and we don't have a way of gauging uh, where we're at in the middle of all this. I talked about last week how that sometimes, you know, if you ever rode in a gondola or something, a cable car anything up in the air that you were fine hanging out in the middle of nothing until you went by one of those uh, uh, posts or the perimeters. And as soon as you did, if you noticed, you grabbed the side of the car or something usually because all of a sudden you, it brought you into reality of where you're at up above the ground hanging up in the air. Before that, there was nothing to compare anything to. And so time is something that works very similar in our lives. It gives us a, a, a comparison of where we're at, what time we've got left here on this earth. We know that a uh, time here on this earth with man, generally speaking, most people, you know, anywhere from uh, 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 the, the range between 70 and 100 years. Well, you know, you think, boy, when you're a child, you think, that's a long time. But it is amazing as you grow older, you find out that's a very short time. And especially whenever you see it in the tense of eternity, how long eternity really is. Because... We can't fathom. We can't get there with our minds. We can only, uh, uh, you know, uh, think about what it could possibly be, eternity, because there's nothing, again, to compare eternity with. And eternity is something that we see no end to. There is no end to eternity. We don't know what that's like because we can see an end of our lives. We know about the time, this time frame I'm talking about, mankind has upon the earth. We can look at time as far as a, a nation, how long that we've been a nation, other, or a country, other, other places as well, how long Wyoming has been a state, how long, you, you know, you just think of even uh, 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 not very long ago, Monty, you might remember, and uh, uh, Billy too, you have been around here a while. Do you remember when the streets were actually first paved in Wyoming? Do you know any idea what dates those were? In Lander? Early 60s. How long ago is that? Not that long ago. The 60s, the streets wasn't even even paved in the early. The early. Oh, Main Street, yeah. None of the side streets. Isn't that interesting? It's not been that long ago, has it? I know, we first moved here in 96. They had, some of you remember, they had the, the highway, the street tore up, coming on, on the uh, uh, side of town down here. They were literally pulling people, uh, and it was in the spring, with backhoes pulling people that would get stuck in the mud coming down Main Street, pulling people through. It's like, this is a highway. I was like, uh, you know, I come up here from Tulsa. It's like, you know, and boy, yeah. And then also coming up here in a snowstorm, and we passed two cars on the way from Rollins all the way to Lander. It's like... um, Okay, this is uh, out there a little bit. So, matter of fact, I kind of like it. <laughs> and so, you know, just in the frame of time work, it's not long at all. And it's not going to be long before Jesus comes. And it's not, we, we, have, a, we have a short time here to do, uh, um, to be a part of what God has laid out here on planet Earth. And he uses mankind. Who did he, how did he reach you? How are you at this place today, sitting here, Word of Faith Family Church on this day, how are you here? There was somebody involved in getting you here. Right? God uses people. And he wants to use you and I. He wants to use us to impact people. I know it's real easy sometimes that we would just want to say, leave me alone, I want my space, I want to be by myself. Yeah, we all do, I believe, at at some point or another in time, and some others more so than others. But ultimately, God has put in us to reach others, to have a part in others' lives, to have a part because if it was just us here on this earth, What would it be about? It would only be about us. But God placed us here to impact others' lives. And so why am I saying all this? I'm saying all this because vision, the vision for our life is very, very important. Because there's other people, think about the vision that maybe someone else had and you was a part of that vision. You was the reason that you're here today. And there's somebody else that needs you and I to have them in your vision. That's pretty, that's pretty powerful. So it's really easy sometimes as we go walking through planet Earth here to get eyes on self and what I want and what I'm doing and what I'm about. But I said, as I'll repeat what I said last week, everything that's given to us is for others. Everything. That's given for us, it's for others. Now we get to benefit from it. Matter of fact, we get more out of it because the principle of sowing and reaping kicks in. Because as I have a part in David's life, then there's things that I'm going to reap and off of that, God's gonna see that I get everything. If I see to some of his needs and see to uh, whatever God wants to do in his life, then it allows God to work in my life and bring things that I might need. It allows things to be funneled into my life that I couldn't otherwise obtain on my own. And so it's a very powerful principle. The Bible says one thing, seed time and harvest It's in the earth and it will remain in the earth. It's not going to change. It's a law Seed time and harvest is a law. You sow a seed and you receive a harvest. Just like a law of gravity. You might say, Well, I don't believe in, in laws. I don't believe in that. Well, tell the law of gravity that and go out here and don't trip because you might experience the law of gravity. And so while we're saying we might not agree with something or, or believe that something's working, it's working. How do I know it's working? Well, guess what? We're here where we're at because of seeds we sowed before. We'll be tomorrow where we're at by the seeds that we sow today. So I say this, if we want to be a different place tomorrow than we are today, we need to be looking at the seeds that we're sowing today. Right? So this journey through uh, 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 the vision, getting the vision, and you never go any place without a vision how many of you take a, take a vacation but you uh, unless it was uh, something that you got caught up in just. but normally you don't take a vacation unless you plan for it right you have a vision it starts with a vision you know I mean it, it gets me excited sometimes whenever my wife begins to talk about hey you know, let's, you know it'd be, wouldn't it really be good about, uh, to go do this or go to see that and it go like hey why not we can make that happen now, it's real easy if we're not careful to say, well, okay, we can't do that because we don't have the finances. We don't have this because we can't do it because of this or because of this. How many of you know, until you start looking into it and start planning, that never, you'll never go anyplace in that? But it isn't amazing how all of a sudden you begin to entertain that idea, begin to look at it, and go start making steps forward in that direction, and all of a sudden what happened? The waters begin to part. All of a sudden, the finances begin to come in. Yeah. I told about, I think that was, uh, yeah, that was here. Where I told about my first time that I, in 1988 when I went to Israel the first time. I'd always wanted to go to Israel. I've always wanted to go, but didn't have the finances to do it. Wasn't even, wasn't even um, a, 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 like an attainable goal, uh, you know, at that time. But I had the desire to do it. And so then I began to hang around people that had been to Israel. And all of a sudden, my fire began to be fueled. And I said, someday I'm going to begin to go to, I'm going to, go to Israel. And so I began to stir this up on the inside of me. Next thing you know, after church one Sunday, it was went over and told some people that had been in that service there. It was at a restaurant. And went over to tell them, bye, because we had eaten that same restaurant and was gone. And as we did, she says, oh, by the way, she said, have you ever wanted to go to Israel? just out of the blue and I'm not going to get on to all the details but I said well absolutely certainly and she was supposed to go that weekly this was on Sunday she was supposed to leave Thursday on a trip to Israel and she said I can't go and she said uh, God told me I needed to talk to you about going she said you can have my ticket to go at that time it was about $4,500 was which was a lot of money at that time and especially and uh uh Anyway, God just put everything together. I had four days to get my passport. I had to get time off work. had to get uh, um, an agreement with my wife. had to make sure finances were coming in while we was gone. Guess what? Bam, 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 bam. They all came into play. But if I would have said, oh, I'd love to, but I can't afford it, I would have shut that door. So I'm telling you this because your vision will stretch you It'll require more of you than you have. Come on now. It'll require more of you than what you have at the moment. But when you serve a God that's more than enough, that's all you need. Amen? So I want to encourage you. Whatever the vision is, don't shoot it down and say there's no way. The thoughts will come, but don't entertain them. Don't give way to them. Don't don't speak them out. Don't even even let them roll off your lips. If it's something that's in your heart, say, Lord, just like Mary. Lord, be it unto me according to your word. So whatever it is that God wants to do in your life, just let him do it. And then begin to hook up with it. So then this is where it brings me to this point of Hebrews 11th chapter. We have a chapter here. That begins talking about faith, and it's filled with what we call the Hall of Fame of faith. It's filled with people that got someplace by faith. Faith is our uh, uh, is the means by which we bring something out of the spirit realm into the natural. It makes something impossible possible. It begins to make something that's unobtainable, obtainable. Faith in God and in his word will work every time. Sometimes we fall out of faith or we back out, but I'm telling you, God's word and God's promises are always yes and amen, and they never change, right? So there's no way that you and I is ever going to fulfill the vision for our life and the vision for more in 24 without faith. I'm not talking about general faith. We talk about, we hear people saying, oh, they were a person of faith. They were, and and we generalize that. But we're talking about a faith that's got some teeth with it, some faith that'll walk out, grab a hold of something, and bring it into the now. Faith will, will take something, one of God's promises that he said, and make it reality in our lives. Faith is simply the confidence of what God said he'll do. Don't ever forget that. If somebody asks you, give me a good description of faith you should just pipe up and say well that's simple that's that's the confidence of what God said he'll do it faith in God and in his word praise God amen And, and and along with that there's some pieces that are very important like number one we begin to see it through the eye of faith If you shoot it down right away, you'll never see it with the eye of faith. But whenever it comes, when the vision begins to come, then what do you do? You begin to see yourself actually doing that. Let's say that you want to take a trip someplace. Maybe you want to go to uh, Nova Scotia and get some lobster. I don't know where that come from. Maybe... That's a part of my vision. (laughs) So, what do you do? You begin to look, you begin to see yourself eating lobster in Nova Scotia, right? Then, what do you do? You begin to find information on Nova Scotia. When's the best time of year? When's the best lobster run? When can you go to the lobster pounds and get the best, the biggest lobsters, all right? (laughs) I don't know how I know all this. (laughs) What airlines takes you there? Where do you go? Do you need to get a ferry? Now, what do you do? So what do you do? You begin to entertain that, and all of a sudden the vision begins to come and the means that makes ways for the means to come in. So faith is very important to what we do. So getting, seeing it with the eye of faith, seeing yourself doing it, seeing yourself going there, whatever you're... Maybe it's taking a vacation for you. Maybe it's, maybe it's a, a, a different vehicle. Maybe it's a different home. Regardless of what it is you still need the eye of faith for it. you still got to begin to see yourself in there, see yourself doing it. Let it begin begin to be a reality in your mind, at least. You have to start it. Because faith starts with hope. Hope won't bring it in, but hope is needed to get faith off the ground. All right? So let's look in, 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 in Hebrews 11, verse 1. It says, now. Everybody say now. now. That's In case you don't know, that word right there, you should have it circled, underlined, highlighted, or whatever. That's your, that, that is the biggest word starting out to do with faith, now. That'll tell you right now whether you're in faith or whether you're not. If it's someday down the road, guess what? It's not faith. Faith is Now. I said, now faith is. Now, everybody say now again. Now. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. We walk by faith and not by sight, right? Well, how can you believe in something you don't see? Uh, let me ask you this. Can you see the wind? No. Do you believe in the wind? Yes. <laughs> what? You believe in something you can't see? You can see the effects of it, can't you? Can you see the effects of faith? Absolutely. Can you see God? Can you see the effects of God? Oh, yeah. You see his hand working? Yes. So we walk by faith and not by sight, right? Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. See, there's that hope. There's that, there's that. But hope doesn't have substance until we end, begin to enter into faith. Faith has the substance. Hope doesn't have the substance. Hope has the, the vision. It has the eye. It has the seeing, Right? but it's needed to begin with for the, and then the evidence of things not seen so now we're going to look at what did faith do here in Hebrews 11th chapter well before we do that hold your place right there we're going to come back to it let's run over to mark 11th chapter and let's begin reading in verse 22 This is the words of Jesus here. It's the hot sauce. The words in red, right? And uh, verse twenty-two, Mark eleven twenty-two, and Jesus answering said unto them, "Have faith in God." Now, what 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 what's he answering? Why is he saying that? Well, to find that out, you go back to uh, ver in in uh, chapter eleven, back to verse. Um, Um, verse 12 and on the morrow when they were come unto Bethany he was hungry Jesus and seeing a fig tree afar off having leaves he came haply might find anything thereon and when he came to it he found nothing but leaves for the time of the figs was not uh, uh, that Uh, yet in other words it should have had figs on the tree at that time there was no figs there. So it was, it was un, unfruitful. It wasn't fruitful, right? It wasn't bearing fruit. It was supposed to. It should have. It's, it was the time to do it. That's why he went to the fig tree to get some figs. When do you go to an apple tree? You go to an apple tree when you know that there's apples going to be on it, right? To get it. Okay. And then verse 14. And Jesus answered and said... Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's right, yeah. He came to the fig tree. He found nothing on it but leaves. The time of figs was not yet. And Jesus answered and said unto it, What did he, what did he, who did he say this to? He's talking to an inanimate object? Right? If you don't know the answer to that, look at my head. Yes, he's talking to a tree, a fig tree. But look right before that, not only did he, is he talking to it, what did he say? And he answered. Everybody say answered. Answer. So what does that tell you? The fig tree was talking. It was saying to him, you're not getting no figs from me. You don't tell the master that. <laughs> Wrong. Jesus answered that, the, the fruitlessness of that tree. Right? So he answered it. And said unto it, the tree, no man eat fruit of thee hereafter forever. And his disciples heard it. Did he whisper it to it? No, No, he didn't whisper. It was very plain that he didn't whisper because they heard it, didn't he? So what was he doing? He was cursing something. It had no fruit on it. It could not. And he was about to use this as a teaching, as an illustration. But what was he doing? He was speaking something. That fig tree was alive. So he was calling things that be not as though they were. He was cursing that thing from the root. Now, he wasn't calling things that be as though they are, uh, aren't, okay? Faith calls those things that be not as though they were. Don't get it wrong. Oh, I'm not sick. Coughing like crazy? No. What do you say? You begin to say what is. God says, by the stripes of Jesus, I was healed. I refuse to give voice to sickness. I give voice to the word of God. What we magnify will be magnified. What we look at continually, what we constantly rehearse, that's what gets bigger in us. Right? Right? So you, if you keep looking at sickness, that's all you see. Sickness, sickness, sickness. But if you begin to look at God's word, begin to look at healing and health, praise God, then what do you get? Healing and health begins to flow, praise God. Okay? So here Jesus, speaking to this fig tree, answered it and said, No, we, man, will eat fruit of thee hereafter. All right? Now, let's go, uh, let's, let's skip a little bit just because of where they went and what they did in the temple. And uh, then now let's look at, let's go down to verse uh, 19. And when even was come, he went out of the city, speaking of Jesus here, and in that the morning as they passed by, they saw, wasn't didn't say Jesus, it says they saw, talking about the disciples that were with him, because they're the ones that heard him say, right? So they had to go over and check and see. Jesus wasn't going over and checking and seeing. He knew. He had confidence in what he said would happen, right? That's what faith is. That's what we do. We speak the word of God and we have confidence and we know that it will take place just like he said. And Peter, calling to remembrance, saith unto him, Master, behold, look, the fig tree which thou cursest is withered away. Imagine that. He was like shocked. Look, look. What did Jesus say? Then Jesus answered and said, have faith in God. Okay? In other words, boys, look and learn and listen. Now, these are, this is it. He's, he was saying, for verily I say unto you that whosoever, how many whosoever's do we have in here today? It should be every one of us. Amen? We're whosoever. I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, what's the mountain in your life? The mountain at that point obviously was a fig tree, not producing fruit. What's the mountain in your life? What's the mountain standing in your way that needs to be moved? Well, just like Jesus, in reference to this, just like he spoke to the fig tree, you speak to your mountain. Speak. Everybody say, speak. speak. That's not think, that's speak. Well, I thought about it. No, you speak it. Our words are vital. You remember, whenever our words are voiced, it's why Satan will try to get you to not say anything and not do anything, especially when you're in the battle or saying the wrong thing. Because when God created man in the garden, and he created mankind, what did the Bible say? And he, and he breathed into him the breath of life, and God began, uh, became a living soul. Remember that? When you go back to the original, what's it say? And man became a speaking spirit. Mm-hmm. God made us to speak. Yeah. What we say is very, very important. How did God create this world? He, he looked out of the vastness of nothing, void, and he said, and You go back and look, and he called, and he said, and he spoke. Twenty-six times in there, he said something in creation. He looked out over nothing. He called those things that be not as though they were. He created life with his words. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. Those that love it will eat the fruit of it. Good and bad. We don't like the bad part, but it's it's a fact. All right? So, for verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall what? Have whatsoever he saith. How many times do you talk about saying there and speaking in this verse? Three times. You should have those all circled and underlined. How many times, well let's see, uh, in verse 24 too, let's finish this. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. I like what Brother Hagen always said, he said if you notice, it says it talks about three times, it talks about saying but once believing. So you believe something in your heart, but if you don't hook your mouth up with it, it's a missing ingredient. Okay? So it's very important. And, when, and and then he says, so I say unto you what things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. What's this have to do with vision? It has to do with the vision that God puts in your heart and it looks like there's no way, but you begin to see it. You see with the eye of faith, and you begin to speak it. Glory to God! Thank you, Lord, for those promises for me. That vision for me is coming to pass. Glory to God! I speak to you, vision. You're coming to pass. Any mountain that's in the way, you've got to move. Praise God! Because of God's plan for my life is bigger. Yes. So your faith begins to be engaged. You begin to engage it, and the whole time you begin to see. You continue to see it. See yourself doing it. See yourself doing it. And then there's corresponding action to go along with it. What is the appropriate corresponding action to your vision? Well, begin to make plans some way. Begin to do your research. Begin to whatever direction it's going. Begin to Google it. Begin to look. Begin to compile your information. Say you're building, say you want to build a house. I remember here, you know, in 96 when we come here. Well, before we had moved here, we'd had a, a set of prints somewhat drew up Well, I had him drew up a hand draw and we was never able to do it in Oklahoma we didn't have the finances to do it even to step out in that and after we moved here it didn't look like i mean it was if anything probably less finances even and didn't look possible but we needed a home it was like okay we've rented long enough we need a home so i dug out those plans again and and uh uh Nancy's uh, uh, husband, that's in glory now. She, he said that he was a, 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 a draftsman. He worked in uh, drawings, and he took. I gave him my set of plans, and he drew us up a beautiful set of home. And I'll never forget. It says, "Future home of Danny and Nancy Bauer." That was my vision right there. I read that over and over again. And I declare, yep. Laid, we laid our hands on it. Said, in Jesus' name, this is our home. Praise God. So what did we begin to do? The first thing we began to do was look for property. Did we have the money to buy property? Nope. But we began to look for property. We began to look, and we found the property that we're at right now. On out in North 2nd Street. And uh, almost three acres there. We looked at it looked like beyond our pay scale, <laughs> at the time, uh, you know, it wasn't, like I said, it wasn't making much at all, and, uh, but we went out, we walked around that property, and prayed about it, knew it was right, and we just thanked God for it. So what are we doing? We're speaking to the mountain, we're speaking to that property, in Jesus' name, finances, you come in for this property. You, be, you come in in the name of Jesus. This is something we prayed about. We know it's right. God, God brought us to this. It's the right piece of property. And, 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 and then what do we do? We begin to thank God for it. After all this is said and done, what do you do? You just A, a, a big element of faith is worship and praise unto God. Every day, thank God for that. See it, and, 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 and once you see it, it's easy to give thanks for it. Once you see it through the eye of faith, it's easy to give thanks for it. Right? And so we just begin to thank God for it every time we drive by there. Thank you, Lord, for this piece of property. Thank you, Lord. This is ours, in Jesus' name. Well, I'll be honest with you. I don't even know how it happened. I don't know how the money came in, but next thing you know, we bought, paid for the property, praise God, and we got out our prints, got a hold of somebody, and we began to build. Praise God. There's a whole story about that that I'm not going to get into today. Because when we got done for the mo- well, wasn't quite done. We still needed about another fifteen, seventeen thousand dollars, and we had no place. I mean, we had applied for a loan, didn't uh, we? we maxed out the loan. We still needed that money, and uh, and then of course the enemy, yeah, you're going to fail. You're failing in this. You're not going to make it. What well, we do? Thank you, Lord. This house is, is is finished and completed. Praise God. And again, I can't tell you how the money came in, but it came in somehow or another. Praise God. So house. Then we got it all paid for, praise God, and God bless us. But if we could still today be renting and saying, and yeah, someday we want to build a house, but no, faith is now. Faith takes actions right now, right? Faith is now, praise God. So what does your vision entail? Begin to work forward towards things in your vision, begin to make Plans for your vision. Begin to, and, and declare it. See it. Begin to thank God for it and just speak it every day. Praise God. Thank you, Lord, for your plans. Now, what we have to really be careful of is that we don't get, come up concoct, with some concoction of a plan and then say, Lord, we want you to bless it. No, what do we do? We go before God and get his plan that he's already blessed and come in alignment with that. See, we don't uh, we, we don't go around ordering God around that He's not just you know at our every whim and beckon. No, we began to do find His plans that He's already blessed and get in line with. See, we walked around that, we, we, we saw that property, we got out and walked around and prayed about it, and we knew we had the peace of God on this is right, this is yours. Okay, praise God. Now we know, okay, Lord, this is yours. Uh, you've given you're giving this to us the property so we just take it in Jesus name we take it by faith praise God we take it by faith it was easy to grab a hold of and wrap our, 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 our faith around because we knew that it was given by God Hallelujah. and so we've always endeavored to do that I mean there's been a couple times that I've done something and and started off and the Lord say you're going to ask my uh opinion about this oh and uh, one thing I remember he says actually he said I brought it before you it is me but I'd appreciate it if you would ask me first instead of just (coughs) barging on in and then another time it wasn't it wasn't God and I suffered the consequences God helped me get out of it but uh, I bought a pickup one time had to have this pickup. It was a beautiful 1972 GMC uh, one-ton uh, lifted, beautiful truck, and uh, I I I went down, had it all set up, and uh, went to drive it off the lot. And the Lord says, uh, "Did you ever think about asking me about that truck?" Oh. sorry Lord and uh, I had to replace the engine it cost me a lot of money and uh, after spending some time repenting I said Lord if you'll help me get rid of this get it fixed and get rid of it uh, I won't do that again and I didn't have it praise God and he helped me he'll help you amen he'll help us But it'll save us a lot of grief if we'll just ask him first. So find out what his plans is that he's already blessed and let him work with you. My goodness, my time has just went. Okay, And, and of course the last part you can't not leave off when you read this, Mark 11, 22, 23, and 24, is verse 25. And when you stand praying, Forgive. 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 If ye have ought against any, if you have ought against any, that your Father also, which is in heaven, may forgive you your trespasses. For if you do not forgive, neither will your Father, which is in heaven, forgive you your trespasses. Faith worketh by love. Faith will not work outside love. Hallelujah. Amen. Is Robbie in here? Oh, Yeah, there you are, Robbie. <laughs> you know what I'm going to do. I always use Robbie. I don't know why. I've just done it so many, so many times, I guess it's just natural. If faith didn't work by love, I could see, see Robbie walking down the street on the other side of the street and say, just be plucked up and cast into the sea. Bam, there goes Robbie. <laughs> Won't work that way. Loves the pressure valve. Loves the valve. It won't let it work like that. You can't do that in, with the love of God. Love you, yeah, I love you too, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. All right, go back real quick, and I'll wrap this up here. We're not going to get as far as I was hoping to today, but you got, you, got, you got the message on this. Well, I want you to look at, look at verse 3. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so the things which were seen were not made of things which do appear can you see that how God we talked about that God through faith God created this world and it's held together with the power of his words right even to this day verse 4 by faith let me give you these real quick if you're so you can mark them in your Bible so you can go back to them real quick you ready we're going to go through real quick I'm going to give you through faith and by faith and all these and you can just underline it. verse 3 through faith verse 4 by faith verse 5 by faith well if you have another translation I don't know what if it says or not uh, verse 7 by faith verse 8 by faith verse 9 by faith verse 11 through faith Verse 17, by faith, Abraham. Verse 20, by faith. Verse 21, by faith. Verse 22, by faith. Verse 23, by faith. Verse 24, by faith. Verse 27, by faith. Verse 28, through faith verse 29 by faith verse 30 by faith verse 31 by faith and verse 33 who through faith See why we call the Hall of Fame of Faith This is a pretty amazing chapter and we don't have the time we're not going to go back into it but all of these uh, you know verse uh, uh, let's just hit a couple of them Uh, verse 17 uh, by faith Abraham when he was tried offered up Isaac and he that had received the the promises was offered up uh, uh, he had received the promises offered up his only begotten son of whom he had said uh, this, that is, Isaac, shall thy seed be called? Uh, so it was and God raised him from the dead, or raised him up. It would have raised him from the dead. Um, by, uh, verse 20, by faith Isaac blessed Jacob. Verse 21, by faith Jacob, when he was a dying, blessed both the sons of Joseph. Verse 22, by faith Joseph, when he had died, made mention Of the departing of the children of Israel and gave commandment concerning his bones. Uh, By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hid three days of his parents because they saw he was a proper child and were not afraid of the king's commandment. By faith, Moses, verse 24, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. and still continuing to talk about Moses verse 27 by faith he forsook Egypt not fearing the wrath of the king Um, and then verse 28 through faith he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood verse 29 by faith they passed through the Red Sea as by dry ground verse 30 by faith the walls of Jericho fell down what was they told to do? give explicit instructions keep your mouth shut number one so what was it to do? Keep out the doubt and unbelief. Seven times. Walk around it one, one time a day for seven days. On the seventh day, seven times around. On the seventh day, then, you could open your mouth and shout the right thing. See why our words are very important. Amen? Um, verse 31, by faith, the hearted Rahab perished, not with them that believed not. When she had received the, the spies with peace. Um, so she perished not because she did what God directed her to do. Um, verse 30, 33 uh, uh, David Samson, uh, who through faith subdued kingdoms, these different men uh, uh, res, res, uh, subdued kingdoms wrought righteousness, obtained promises, and stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, were valiant, in fight turned to flight the armies of the aliens. All through here we see that things were done in Scripture by faith and through faith. Guess what? It's still being written about us today. When you and I Take a stand of faith when you and I go after that vision by faith. What pleases God? Faith pleases God. Right? Didn't he say that? Romans, by faith. We please God by faith, by taking what he says. Yes, praise God. Is there anything too hard for God? No. No? So whatever it is that's in your vision, it's a part of your vision. Whatever you do, I want, to, I want to admonish you. Do not shoot it down with your mouth, yeah. even in your thoughts. Don't, don't allow the thought, I can't do this, I'll never do this, I'll never obtain to this. Don't allow those thoughts to come. If they, you can't stop them sometimes to come, but you can stop them from running, running havoc in your mind. You say, no. Mm-hmm. Begin to put the Word of God in there, praise God. And let the Word of God be paint the picture that you need. Hang around, don't hang around people that's going to shoot your vision down. Don't hang around people that are, that are haters in that, that are just, oh, you, yeah, yeah. Sometimes you can't, you can't share, be careful who you share your vision with. Some people can't go there with you. Ha, oh, I could never do that. Well, no, you just let them see God in you working, praise God. You don't have to let everybody know. Amen. If it's a vision that's in your heart, just praise God. Keep it between you and God and just speak it out in your home and in your car, wherever you're at. Thank you, Lord. Begin to grab it. wrap your faith around it. Amen. And if you can't, we talked last week about it a little bit. Make sure you can wrap your faith around it. Don't try to grab a hold of something so big that you can't get your faith. Start in chunks that you can handle. Yeah. Start in bite-sized pieces that you can handle. I I I can bring that in. I told you about my tuba toothpaste and a pair of socks last week. Believe God, that's the first thing I really truly set my faith for. Something material, something natural. I saw it manifest. I was like, glory really to God. The same toothpaste, same brand, everything. Never said anything to anybody. But God saw it. And he used that to teach me. My word works. You put my word to the test. Praise God. So, uh, God wants to use, wants us to use our faith to obtain things. It's not going to happen just by osmosis or something. To, no, no, we activate our faith. Find your scriptures that you can stand on concerning the promises of God for your vision for 24. Lord, this is what, what you said. I've had some people sometimes uh, share some things with me that was part of their vision, and some things I knew that they would never obtain because it wasn't... Remember last week I said it, it, it can't be immoral or unjust, unright. It's got to be a walk of love. There's, there's guidelines in that. I mean, God's not going to bless something that's the, that throws somebody else under the bus or is just about me, all about me, and not, you know, like I said, what's given to us is to give away, right? And so we've got to keep our heart right in the fact of it. And so it's very important... That we it uh, lines up with God's word. Find your scriptures on it. God, this is your promise. You said if I'd believe you for it, praise God. Matthew 18, 18, and 19, where any two are agreed together, is touching anything, it'll be done in my Father which is in heaven. Amen. Amen. Find your scriptures that substantiates. it. If you're believing God for finances, for something, whatever. Husbands and wives come together in agreement. Amen. Find all your scriptures. My God supplies all of my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah, And all your scriptures that support that. And make sure you don't take something out of context. Judas went and hanged himself. Go and do that likewise. (laughs) They're both scriptures in the Bible, right? Yeah. But not in that context. Everybody stand, please. Hallelujah. Why did you get anything out of this today? Praise God. God's word's good, isn't it? always good. Hallelujah. So now you know what to do in your vision. Make sure your faith is engaged. Hallelujah. Amen. Last week was about praying, getting the mind of Christ on, on the vision, making sure it's something that the Lord's, what he's got for you. And you know, he, he, he might ask you, uh, are you sure you're ready for that? Because there is, a, there is a commitment to things. There's a responsibility to committing to, uh, uh, to what's right. There's things sometimes that God will bless, but it's not his perfect plan. There might be things that you ask him about, and he'll say, what do you want to do? Because he's concerned about us. We know the Bible says that the good, a good man's steps are or ordered of the Lord, or that word is goodly, which is a righteous man or one that walks goodly before the Lord. That man, if he endeavors to please God with all of his life, the plans that's in his heart, God puts them there. It, didn't, it isn't just us, they just come up. God puts those, drops those in our heart. Let me kind of give you a little illustration when I said, you know, there's things that God is okay with, but it's maybe not his best. Before we moved up here, we had some different places that contacted us about coming, and, and, uh, and those of you know the story a little bit that it was it was my desire to always pioneer a work, start it from scratch. A lot of people, now they want it already established and take it from there. That's fine, but that wasn't in my heart. My heart was establish it and grow it up. And so, uh, so, so, uh, there was a, one of the churches. I'm not going to go into. There's different ones. One of the churches was in uh, uh, Beaver Crossing, Nebraska. anybody ever been through there? Beaver Crossing, little 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 country town, just south of York, Nebraska. Went to that town and uh, preached. The Spirit of God moved. They'd been without a pastor for a while, and it uh, had been. Or uh, somewhere around hundred people in a little country church, it was down to about thirty people. You know, without a pastor, they had some different people come filling in and different things. And so I went there, and when I went, um, they uh, I started getting calls when I got home. When you coming? When you come? We know you're supposed to be our pastor. And blah blah and all this. Well, I learned not to be moved by people. You got to listen to the, the voice of the Lord. And so I said, Lord, what about this? Because I was thinking, well, you know, it's only a little bit over an hour from where Pastor Nancy's family was from. It'd be nice and close for her. I said, Lord, what about this? And he says, You can help him. He said, You'd be a big blessing to him. But it's not my best. It's not my best. I've heard that a couple different places that I've went. But it wasn't until here God said, this is where I'm sending you. Our whole family knew. They knew that they knew that they knew. This is where we was to be. So much so, when the opportunity came for us to go to Cheyenne and pastor that church down there that's a block from the Capitol, I said, man, this looks, this looks uh promising this looks like this could be really good you know the pastor michael can you take over the church here this church here they run about 300 people at the time had a school in the church right there close to the capital um uh, good salary everything and boy it looked really good in the natural the lord says i've called you to lander went back to that original call now i don't say this to put a pin on my chest but i said this to show you about god did you know there's no other pastor in this town that's been here longer than me and my family? And like I said, I'm not saying that to put a pin on my chest. I'm saying that to say God's promises. When God does something, that's why he don't do something and oh, I changed my mind. When God's something, it's good for the go. And I don't have anything in my heart about going anyplace else because, because God put us here. God did this and God brought you here and God has a plan for you the same way and it's a good plan amen Amen. it's a good plan I look around I see how far God's brought you many of you it's just awesome to watch and see but I'm excited about your future I'm excited about the future of this church because God has good plans Amen? amen hallelujah let's pray father we just thank you your word is always good and fresh. It's so good to us. Yes, thank you, Lord. I'd like to make sure every head is bowed and every eye is closed right now, if you would, please. No one looking around. If you're here today and you've never made Jesus, you've never asked him into your heart. you never said, Jesus, come into my heart. Or maybe you have, but you've walked away from God. You're kind of out doing your own thing, and you know that you need to get where you need to be. Now, all of us sometimes miss it from time to time. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about just blatantly have been walking away not where you should, and it's like, okay, I'm ready now. I want to renew my relationship with the Lord. I want to get back to where I need to be. So two things. One, you've never accepted Jesus. You've never asked him into your heart. I'm not talking about joining a church. I'm not talking about religion. I'm talking about a relationship with God. It has nothing to do with this church. It has to do with your relationship with God. You never said, Jesus, come in. I'm not talking about somebody that maybe you went to church, maybe a lot of, big part of your life. I'm talking about somebody that's just, you've never asked, said, Jesus, I see that you died on the cross for me. I ask you to come into my heart. And secondly, if you've walked away from God and you've said, okay, I'm going to make a decision today to come back to him. Now, every head's bowed and every eyes closed, I'm not going to call you out or anything like that, but I would like you, for my sake, just raise your hand and say, yep, Pastor, that was me. That's me. God's dealing with my heart. All right? Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Someone else. Thank you, Lord. This is very, very important time in your life because it has to do with your vision for more in 24. Thank you, Jesus. All right? Maybe you didn't raise your hand, but you say, well, I know I should have. Let's, let's just pray this prayer together. If that's you, just repeat it. And you're praying this to God. You're not praying it to me. You're praying it to God. You ready? Let's do this. Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father. you're so awesome. You're so awesome. Thank, you for me. Thank you for loving me. I come to you humbly, I you. and I ask you to forgive me and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. All right. I, ask I ask you to live big in my heart. I need you in my life. I cannot cannot live to my potential without you. Thank you for coming in. I receive you right now. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for forgiving me. From this day forward, I'll endeavor to do my very best to put you first in my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, Father, I just pray over every person here. I thank you, Father God, for what you've done and are doing in each life. Thank you, Father God, that you have good plans for us moving forward. And we're excited about where you're taking us. And we just say, Lord, have your way in our lives. Thank you for meeting those needs, whether it be financial, whether it be physical, whether it be emotional, whether it be mental, whatever it is. Father, I thank you, Lord, for meeting those needs where people are at because you're a loving Father and you've left the Holy Spirit to be our helper here on this earth and we're excited about the future and give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Well, go and be blessed. Don't forget, guys, that's staying. uh, We'll uh, go over next door and uh, we'll have a good time. Praise the Lord. Thank you. I'll be praying for you. Let me turn my mic off. Hang on a second. It's been a joy having you with us today. We pray you've been blessed by spending the time in God's Word. Always remember you're valuable and precious, special and important to Him.